Today I'm going to share a simple five-step process to giving your adult child advice so you can help them solve their problems and succeed. I'm also going to share with you the hidden pitfalls that can pop up if you don't follow this five-step process. So let's get through all five of them real quick. The first one is this, don't ever give your adult child advice. I'll explain that in a minute, just bear with me. Number two, empathize with their problem. Number three, turn everything into a question. Number four, share your experience, strength and hope, not your advice. Number five is communicate your belief in them by placing responsibility for fixing the problem at their feet. Now let me go through these. The Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. First one is don't ever give them advice. Now, I know this is difficult because every parent is like, whoa, Kenny, wait a minute. It's my job as a parent. I've lived longer. I have wisdom and insight, and I'm supposed to guide them through this. And I don't disagree. You have tremendous wisdom. You've been through life. You've conquered a lot of things. It's my belief that nearly every single parent on this planet adores their child and wants to do the very best for them. But because we don't teach about the deeper areas of these dynamics, they don't recognize that when we give them unsolicited advice, or if we don't follow this process I'm going to lay out for you, we're actually doing more damage than good. And so one of the things, the, one of the hidden pitfalls to telling our adult child what to do and how they should handle it is, unfortunately, parents don't see this. There's a hidden message, and I'm going to try and say this as lovingly as possible. I don't know if I'll succeed at it, and it may feel very confrontive and very hurtful. Again, I know that your heart isn't to send this message, but when we give unsolicited advice or we tell our child what to do or we demand that they do it a certain way or we don't use this process underneath, I don't think parents recognize this is the hidden message they're sending to their kids. You're not capable. You need me to fix this problem. And that leads to you're bad. You're wrong. And this is, this is going to, again, this is going to be really strong. And I know no parent is saying this, but this is what the unspoken message is. You're too stupid. Only I have the answer. You don't. Again, I know that, like, just bear with me. I know that's not your heart. But that's what's happening here is we're correcting and, and sending this message. We're also saying, I don't trust you. I don't believe in you. I don't think you're capable of navigating this. Again, I don't think that's a parent's intent. But that's the message we as parents send when we tell our adult child what to do, especially if it's unsolicited, but even when they come to us for advice. So 
again, I hope that wasn't too confronted. It's not my intent, and I know it's not your intent to send that message, but let me show you this other model, and it delivers on what you want. What you want is to send the message to your child, I love you, I adore you, I believe in you, I think you're smart, I trust you, and so if you use this process, you're actually going to get across your intent, all right? So when your child comes to you, instead of telling them what to do, or if you see your child struggling and you're going to go correct it, pause and instead empathize. So in the case of a child saying, hey, mom, dad, what do you think I'm, you know, my partner is doing A, B, C, and D. What do you think I should do? Well, the first step is to listen to the problem, listen to the emotions that they're experiencing and empathize with them. Wow. It sounds like you're really sad and scared and frustrated and hurt, whatever it may be. In other words, connect with them emotionally because that's what they need the most. They need attachment and understanding that mom and dad are there for me emotionally. And so stay out of the particulars, the facts, and our, our instance, you know, our desire is to teach and change and fix because we think we don't want our child to be hurt and that we'll fix this. But that's not what actually fixes it. And so what they really need is to know mom and dad see my heart. Mom and dad are after protecting my heart. Mom and dad want to hear about my heart. Mom and dad want to connect with my heart. And so that's why we empathize first. Now the next thing is, is we want to turn everything into a question. Because look at your own life. How have you felt when somebody told you what to do? We all push it away. None of us like it. And it's always more powerful when we find the answer on our own. Look through your own life. What do you get the most excited about? When you run into a problem, you go to Google or whatever it may be and you solve it. Now, someone may have told you exactly what to do, but it was your putting your own plan in place and figuring it out yourself. And you came up with the solution. You empowered yourself through your own pursuit of knowledge. And so this is where we impart the ability for them to do it. And we do that by turning everything into a question. So using that example of you know, your child in a bad relationship, a great question is, so what do you think your options are? Do you see how that you become Google? You're just opening up for them to explore and, and look at all the different, well, I could get a divorce, I could leave, I could do this, I could do, there's nothing I can do. Okay, well, that's an option. You could do nothing. Do you see, I'm not even correcting because there's always an option, but I'm not correcting them. I'm affirming, yeah, that's an option. And so the, if they were to go that route, um, then the follow-up question would be, so why do you think that's your best option? Do you see, remember number uh, five was, you know, communicating your belief by placing responsibility at their feet. Do you see, I'm constantly giving the problem back to them. I'm letting them know, I trust you. I believe in you. You can work this through. And so we're becoming a coach and a, a consultative teacher, not a tyrant. And so another follow-up question you know, would be, well, do you see any pitfalls 
with that choice or that approach. So do you see, we're walking our child into the solution. So the best thing to do is, I, I trust you, you probably know exactly what they need to do in whatever situation they're struggling with. But again, it's much more powerful when we find the answer on our own. So that need to tell them what to do and fix the problem for it, take all of those solutions you have in your head and phrase them as questions. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So what would happen if you tried this? Because, right, you have a couple options in your head. So pose it as a question instead of telling them, well, this is what you should do. That's just crazy. You shouldn't put up with that. You'd turn that into so... Why do you think you're putting up with that? What are your options? What is it you like about that? What is it you don't like about that? Oh, wow, yeah, I hear you're really upset. Empathize. Okay, so you're smart, you're capable. What, what choices do you have? Do you see we're always turning every problem they have into a question? Now, once you've run through that process and whether they've come to determination or maybe they're just like, mom, I, I still don't know. Then the way, if you're going to share any advice is to not share advice, not tell them what to do, but instead step four, share your own experience, strength, and hope. And so the way we do that is we phrase everything in I statements. You know, honey, when I was in that position, Here's what I did. I went and I hired a professional and I talked to so-and-so and then I read this book and those worked really well for me. That's what I did. I'm not sure what you'll do. I don't know what works best for you, but that's what I chose to do. Do you see how that creates a separation? And that's an invitation to the answer that you're just laying it out there and they get to decide, ooh, I like the professional part, I can't stand reading. But see, if we demand it, no, you need to read this book. Well, our child hates to read. That's not a solution for them. It was a solution for us. And our job is to share our experience, strength, and hope. They're now an adult. They have their own way of processing things, their own way of working through solutions. And all we're trying to do is empower them to use those innate skills, which they really got from us, but we strip them of that ability when we just tell them what to do. And that gets back to the, you're not capable. I don't trust you. You still need me, even though you're 25, 35, 55 years old. You still need me to fix your problems. You haven't grown up. And I know that's not our intent. And so that's how you flip it. And you become the warm, inviting parent that they need in this position. And do you see what all of that does? It leads to the final step, number five. Communicate your belief in them by placing responsibility at, the feet, at their feet. So what that would look like is, you know, 
I trust you. I believe in you. And you've come up with quite a few options here. And I know whichever one you choose, it's the right one. Because I know you can work through this. I have so much love and faith in you and I believe in you. Like, do you see? <clears throat> we're placing responsibility at their feet, but we're also letting them know how much we love, trust, and believe in them. And that's what they're after. They need to know that mom and dad have their back. Well, we strip them of that when we tell them what to do. Now, the other thing to recognize here, when we want to give our child advice, I'm going to give you a couple questions to ask yourself because I know people are hesitant. They're like, no, it's my job as a parent to tell them what to do to keep them from experiencing these bad things. Well, the first question I would ask is, do you really want the best for them? Now, do you see in a way, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm, I'm living this model. I'm turning all of this into a question. Do you really want the best for them? Because it's been my life experience when I've heard anybody talk about the successes in their life, the way they became a success and the way they got through their problems is they learn to solve them themselves. And so in my experience, when I hear people talk about how they became a success, what they always talk about is how their life got terrible. And they made all of these terrible decisions. And those drove them down to such a deep, depressive, or dark place that it spurred them to take the action that was necessary to solve the problem and become the success they wanted to be, whether it's a professional athlete, a business person, politician, actor, actress. I have never seen in my life experience anybody solve their problem or become a success without massive failure. And so that's why the question, do you really want the best for them? If we stop our child, because, oh my God, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. Unfortunately, do you see what we're doing? We're robbing them the opportunity of the life experience, because remember, it's more powerful when we figure it out on our own. And so if we really want the best for them, why, why don't we let them fail? It's not really failure. It's just a step on the journey to success. Nothing is a failure if we use this process and they know oh my God, I need to turn everything into a question. I need to look at my options. I need to believe in myself. Well, if a parent has always been dictating to them, they don't know this process. They just go to mom and dad. Well, what happens when mom and dad die? Again, do we really want the best for them? Because if we're making all the decisions for them and telling them how to solve all of their problems, what are they going to do when we're gone? So I ask the question, do you really want the best for them? If, you're, if you think the best option is to tell your child what to do so that they don't hurt, are you certain about that? Again, I'm sharing my experience, strength, and hope that I've never seen that pay off. I've always seen it be a detriment to the child. I've never seen it benefit the child of any age. And so I ask you to consider that question. And run through the options and look at yourself in your own life. How have you gotten through your problems? And how did you succeed? And why, if we really want the best for our child, why would we rob them 
of the process of becoming a success, which is <coughs> to experience the consequences of their choices so that they can then make new choices which allow them to solve the problem and become a success. So that would be the first question I'd encourage you to ponder it's, um, if you want to. The other question I would encourage you to ask yourself is, do you need to give them advice because you feel the need to be right? I know in my own life experience, a lot of times when I boss my kids around, it was because I'm the dad. It's my turn. I'm older. I'm smarter. I need to be right. Darn it. I'm just right. Well, what I realized was that's a self-esteem grab. Do you hear it? It's all about me. My job as a parent is to be all when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply about them and so my need to be right and tell them what to do and make sure they do the right thing is my need to feel good about myself it's not putting my child's needs and their best interests at the top and so I'd encourage you to ask yourself do you have the need to be right if so is it similar to me do you, are you inadvertently, subconsciously, without realizing it, stealing self-esteem from them. Our need to be right is a robbery of a child's self-worth, regardless of what age they are, instead of empowering them and allowing them to find their own self-worth. We steal it from them when we need to be right. <coughs> Finally, the other question I would encourage you to consider is, is your need to give advice based on being worried how it might make you look as a parent if they so-called failed? I know this was my dad's problem. Um, he would leave me out of certain things because of choices I was making in my life. Um, he would only tell people about what was going on. You know, whenever one of the kids was in a successful moment, like my older brother was playing pro hockey and my younger brother was um, in med school. And like, so he would always talk about them, but he would suppress me because I didn't fit where he wanted me to be. And so he was embarrassed of me, right? And so think about that when you promote your children or demote your children. Is that a, a reflection of, wait a minute, I need to feel like a successful parent. And if my child is struggling, I can't live with that. It's been my life experience that in most cases, not all, but most cases, a parent who needs to give advice is because they are primarily worried of how it reflects back on them as a parent if their child is struggling. Again, it's not a reflection of you. They're an adult. And part of being an adult is learning how to feel 
learning how to go down, suffer consequences, and move back up. And so the actual sign of a, of a great parent is one who loves his child. Yeah, my child's struggling right now, and I'm so proud of them. They're figuring it out, you know. I mean, I say that, I, you know, my kids don't talk to me right now. I couldn't be more proud of them. <laughs> I mean, does it devastate me? Of course it does. I'm Every day, I'm heartbroken but I couldn't be more proud of them. They're doing what is best for them. And at this point in their life, they think the best choice for them is to not have contact with me. Well, good for you. Like it makes me cry. I want my children to have their own self-esteem and their own self-love. And they're pursuing it. And yes, it's not the best situation for me. But my job as a parent is to create an environment where they pursue who they want to be and live the life they want to live. Now, I have my own opinions and my own beliefs as to why the situation is the way it is. And it's my belief. They don't have all the information. But I'm not going to give them advice and correct them. If they ever decide they want the information, they'll ask me. It's okay. They get to do this. They get to suffer the consequences of their choices for where they are right now. And in the long run, it's the best thing for them. I'm not going to steal self-esteem and hide. Here I am, somebody you know, who teaches all of this stuff. Shouldn't I be the best parent, have perfect relationships with my kids? Well, in my book, I have a perfect relationship with my kids. Just because they're not around doesn't mean it's not perfect. My children are pursuing their morals and values, their needs and wants, their negotiables and non-negotiables. That's brilliant. I couldn't be happier for them and more proud of them. They're not suppressing who they really are just to get my approval and suffering. And think about, we're getting into the holidays. The worst time of the year for everyone. Why is that? Because we have to go around parents who give us advice, who don't allow us to be who we are. It's absolutely miserable this time of year. Every, almost everyone dreads spending time with their family because they can't be who they are. Mom and dad won't accept them because mom and dad have to be right. Mom and dad have to give advice all of these things. And do you see why I said the hidden pitfalls? These mothers and fathers, their heart is to love you and treat you right. They give you this advice and tell you what to do and try and reshape your thoughts and feelings and tell you you're wrong about this relationship or this career or whatever it is you're doing in your life. They think that's the right thing to do. They don't recognize that by doing that, they're sending the message, you're bad, you're wrong, I don't trust you, I don't believe in you, I'm smarter than you, you need me, and you won't navigate life unless you listen to me. They are stealing your self-esteem, and, and like I said, I, man, so much of this stuff comes across like I'm just bashing parents, but do you see, that's not what I'm trying to do. This is truth. Look at what's happening in your life with your parents. 
This is common. So really what I'm trying to create is an invitation because truth is love. And so wouldn't it be wonderful if we could sit down as a family and talk about this truth, about how when you give me advice, I feel like you're saying I'm stupid, that you don't trust me and believe in me, that unless I'm just like you, you won't love me. Wouldn't it be wonderful? And then our parents would go, oh my gosh, I had no idea, but I see what you're saying. Wow. That's an invitation to grace, an invitation to connection, love. I'm not bashing parents. I'm trying to resurrect relationships and families. But it hurts to hear these truths about ourselves, that we made these mistakes as parents. We're perfectly imperfect. You know, there are a lot of things my kids are upset with me about that I can go, yeah, you should be upset. I'm perfectly imperfect as a parent. And if the day comes that they ever want to bring them up, and I'll just sit there and I'll love every minute of it. That's relationship. That's love. To let our children express themselves and their pains, even if we disagree with them. Just say, wow, I really appreciate you sharing your heart. I can't imagine how scary it must have been for you to bring up all of this to me. Man, what guts you have. I'm so proud of you. Do you see how the model works? So I'm going to go through this again. When your child comes to you, your adult child comes to you with any type of problem, focus on their feelings. Empathize with them. Then create a list of questions. What do you think you can do about this? What are your options? Why do you think that's your best option? Do you see any potential pitfalls with that? You know, you can guide them towards a potential answer. Just don't put your answer in there. And if they go off in a different direction, adjust to their direction and ask questions around that. Let be that safe space for them to find it. If it's appropriate, then if you're going to share anything, make it an I statement. You know, I love the way you're processing this. I know when I was in that place, here's how I did it. Here's what came across my mind. And here's what I thought my options were. And I didn't see this one. Now I see, wow, I wish I'd thought of this one because I see now after I tried all of those and they didn't work, this is the one that worked for me. Um, But that's just what I did doesn't mean it's right for you, but I love you and I trust you. And so whether you use one of the options I used or you come up with your own, and whether it works or not, I believe in you. I trust you and I know you'll get through it because I know how strong you are and I know how smart you are. And even if it's so-called fails, all it's going to do is put you in a position to come up with a new, better solution. I know that about you. I believe in you. That's, in my experience, strength and hope, the best way to give an adult child advice. So if you think that might work for you, that's been my experience. It's worked very well. And I lay it at your feet. And you decide if you want to consider it and pick it up for yourself. So if you do, remember, just let them find the solution on their own. Check yourself with the questions. 
do I really care? Or am I trying to rob them of life's journey because I need to be right or because I need, I'm tied into whether I'm a good parent if they succeed or not? If you think those might be coming up, then go work on that on your own and do your best not to place that on them. We're all human. I've done it to my kids too, where I've been, you know, they make choices and I'm all worried about what that'll say about me as a parent and all of that. But what I have done is once I catch it, I sit them down. And when we were talking, I would sit them down and I'd take ownership of it and just say, you know, I'm going to keep working on it. I appreciate your grace and patience with me. So give that a shot. If you decide to do it, let me know how it goes. And as always, just enjoy the journey.